Nakoto Kator, and thank you very much for tuning in to the recap podcast from the All Blacks narrow victory over the Springboks on the weekend, 1917. Uh, a, a pretty scrappy game. Um, I guess if you didn't watch it and you saw the scoreline, you'd probably think, oh, it was a belter. But in actuality, it was pretty bloody ugly, bro. Not only for the way that South Africans played the game, but even from a Kiwi point of view, just the amount of drop balls that we had. Um, was pretty lackluster but as always my man I'll throw the mic to you and get what you made of what happened on Saturday night yeah cheers bro good to be back on it but um yeah I thought it was real stop start pretty tough tough to watch I think I just heard before as well like the ball was only in play for 30 minutes out of the whole whole game time something like that like so the stoppages and yeah restarts and injury breaks kind of made it a tougher game to watch but yeah definitely they still stuck to that that kicking game persisted with that and I think Fafta Clerk was pretty accurate for the most part throughout that game which put us under a bit of pressure but then yeah man of the match Geordie kicking five from five like you said was going to be a big big part of the game and he um he stepped up so I think it was just good we got the win and the hucker was pretty mean at the start as well I thought you could definitely see that coming from a mile away, the hucker that is. But yeah, just touching yeah. on Fafta Clerk, it was interesting to hear Geordie Barrett after the game talk about the variety of box kicks. Like, mm. I'm a halfback and I didn't even know you could <laughs> chop and change the angle with the kick, bro. I just put my foot yeah. through it. So to to hear that there's obviously like um, variation in play when, you, when you're playing at that test level, obviously would have made it that much more difficult. But yeah, I think for me, starting with the positives before I crack into the negatives, I think Geordie mm. Barrett sort of put to bed a lot of the questions that were probably still surrounding him a little bit in relation to his detractors. I mean, you, you sort of saw when McKenzie came on towards the back end of the game, his just style of play was negated because of mm. the way that the South Africans were playing. And yeah. I mean, like, fuck for me, if I was the South Africans and Geordie hadn't been playing and say, for example, Bowden or McKenzie would have been kicking, I think we probably would have seen a lot more disruption and even more penalties from the spring box. Mm. But I guess that's the, you know, not only does the, his size in terms of combating the the bombs and the contestable kicks that they were putting up, but also just the goal kicking, like we saw right at the end. And for me, like if you actually go back and watch it, it was just how quickly he actually approached after Quinn had won the penalty. It wasn't one of those ones yeah. where it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Assume the position. He actually rushed in. He was like, yeah, Take the three, take the three. Yeah, so yeah. Right. Yeah. that's that's pretty unreal for a guy who's, what, 23, 24. And like I said, had those questions about him. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see when Richie Moe comes back into the fold, whether or not he mm. assumes the goal kicking, because I think I, I just wouldn't stop him. The guy's hitting them so sweetly yeah. and can hit them from anywhere around the park that you sort of want him to start the game off and put that fear into teams. But going back to the negative stuff, I mean, fuck. The amount of drop balls that the All Blacks had <laughs> yeah. and their persistence with the line out, especially when they had kickable threes on offer just to keep the scoreboard pressure ticking over. Um, I actually got up off my feet that last 10 minutes because I was just like, <laughs> fuck, why the hell are we yeah. going on a line out? Like it has not worked the whole game. Yeah. And you know, like once or twice, maybe I, I can understand, you know, you want to go for the kill, but 
for me, like death by a thousand cuts and a, t- and a real yeah. tight game seems like the more effective method. What did you think? Yeah, no, <clears throat> I was the same, man. Especially in a game like that when we hadn't been pulling away like like we kind of, I guess, usually do and what you expect of the All Blacks. And they were putting us under a bit of pressure. Um, and like you said, like set piece wasn't going that well for us and Geordie was kicking well. So it's almost, yeah, it was almost like, what are we doing here? Just take the points, keep it ticking over like teams would do against us. And sometimes, <clears throat> yeah, sometimes we just can't, I guess, persist with those tactics and sometimes they're not coming off. So we need to change it up a bit. But yeah, uh, no, I think, like you said, it'll be interesting to see if Geordie keeps a goal kicking for next match. Because like he was saying, when you're in a bit of a rhythm, um, it's good to just keep going. You want kicks like he had at the end. <clears throat> and he'll take heaps of confidence from that as well. So <laughs> I reckon he'd be pretty gutted if he got, got the tee taken, taken off him. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, like just touching on the line now, even though me and you both admitted last week that we're not forwards <laughs> and we're not that well-versed with what happens in there. But I mean, fuck it. Like just from what I've been watching, they only hit the front of the line out and that limits the attacking variety. So yeah. like for, for those of you who aren't as familiar as you know the expert that I am with lineouts, from what <laughs> I gather, the middle and the back of the lineout allows you to play with a bit more width. Whereas if you hit the front of the lineout, it's a longer pass for the halfback, which means more time for the ball to travel to get to the first five or first receiver, which means it gives more time for the th- defensive line to come up. And even towards the back end of that game, I was like, fuck, I wonder if they're going to take off Cody Taylor because, I mean, like, even though his throwing wasn't the greatest, I know that Tolkiaho isn't the most confident thrower. Yeah. And like I just mentioned before, like with the All Blacks turning down kickable points, like that very last line out where they even went to the front and it got disrupted. Like, I literally like jumped up and I was just like, for fuck's sakes. Like, I knew I, I and that was fucking inevitable because yeah. it's, the, it's the spring box bread and butter. And thank fuck Quintu Pai like came to the rescue. <laughs> yeah, geez. On, on that on that big turnover. But yeah, like I mentioned before, 24-7 turnover count for the All Blacks. That was the difference. As much as the as we can poo-poo the the way that the South Africans played, they actually played relatively error-free. Besides that last minute, when they get the ball back and the replacement halfback Herschel Yanchis kicks the ball away. I know. Why? Yeah, like, yeah. the last minute, you're inside the All Blacks half and you're giving them back the ball with less than 60 on the clock. Surely you just, like, plug away, plug away, plug away and hope for a penalty. Yeah, because yeah, even I was surprised when, like, Faf was kicking it when they were literally on the 22. Like, rugby inside the All Blacks half, putting a bit of pressure, but that would only go a few phases before, uh, yeah, kicking it away again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I couldn't understand it for the life of me. Uh, but again, I well, one of the other not positive things that I had noted down was actually the impact of the bench. So, I mean, mm. take away that that one bad throw from Tokyo Hall right at the end of the game. I actually thought that he came on and was pretty impactful with ball in hand. I mean, like we just yep. said, Quinty Pye won the turnover. I mean, Damien McKenzie was zero thereabouts. But I, again, I thought that was a big ask. I, I was actually surprised that they took off Will Jordan instead of George Bridge. Because yeah. I didn't actually think Bridge was having that great a game. And Jordan, out of all of our backs, had looked the most imposing with ball in hand. I mean, fuck, David yeah. Avili and Rico Iwani were almost taken out of the game. Yeah. Um, like we said, like, you know, the South Africans, Shut especially in the midfield, were, were, yeah, were really good defensively. 
but yeah, I, I guess just for me, like it's going to be interesting to see next week if Anton and Brown comes back into the fold, what mm. that then does for the back line. So does that mean yes. that Iwani goes to the left wing and then one of the wingers get dropped or does Iwani miss out? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. What would you like to see? Um, I'm liking Rico at center. Eh? I think you almost need to keep him, keep him there. Obviously, they shut it, shut him down pretty well on the weekend. Um, Anton Leonard Brown is obviously solid and, and probably was number one until he he got that niggle and then Rico's taken his chances. But yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting because if he's not at centre, I think he's still got to have a starting position on one of those wings. Um, that's Rico. But interesting that Jordan Jordan got took taken off because. He looks like he's going to score when he's got ball in hand, and his his try rate so far is unreal. Um, and yeah, Bridge struggled a little bit under under those high balls, but yeah, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, and obviously one of the late scratches was Luke Jacobson, so that brought Ethan Blackadder into the fold, a guy who's I don't know, like he just he just tours and tours away, and like although there's not a lot to, to talk about, you know, it's not it's not a very spectacular type of play. I guess maybe similar to the way Dalton Papaliti plays, he just puts his head in dark places and does the dirty work. And yeah, I thought that Hoskins Atutu, when he came on, had a couple of nice kicks, which put the Springboks under a lot of pressure. So again, like I thought that for a guy that missed, initially missed out on the 23 after playing well against the Argies the previous week, he came on and I thought was a difference maker. So again, that's going to be a bit of a conundrum for Ian mm. Foster in this game because they've retained the rugby championship and all the cups that they can get their hands on so will this weekend be another opportunity to test out their depth against a quality team ahead of the northern hemisphere because i mean they look like they're quite mindful of the load they're putting on a lot of boys so like if you were ian foster would you like to see him ring the changes before they head north yeah almost actually um just getting a few boys some more um experience under their belt because yeah, even even before the rugby championship or going over to, to Aussie for these games, still it was pretty hard to pick a starting 15. And I think from these last few games, you've kind of got a, a bit more of an idea around who that top 15 could be. But yeah, I think you almost do use this this weekend as a bit of a chance. I've like got, like you said, got all the trophies locked away, got that 100th test like under the belt as well. And then we we also didn't play our yeah our best rugby so and we mm. still managed to just scrape that one so could be a good chance to yeah give some of those guys um some more game time in like a in a proper test as against the South Africans hundred but um I guess we just have to wait and see how things roll out this weekend and for the rest of their tour um away from home so. Mm. I think that's that's pretty much a wrap on all that I took away from the game, bro. Again, just want to say a big thank you to you for setting some time aside to help me with this podcast. Very much appreciated. And um, yeah, I look forward to when we drop down to level one, hopefully having a proper catch up over a couple of beers. Sounds good, bro. Thanks for having me on. Code with Kingy and up the scallywags for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> See you much, bro. I'll catch you up. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>